The college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by my bookie sign up over at mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP 50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. Play win get paid over at mybookie.ag. The sports gambling podcast is brought to you by Amazon. You probably already shop at Amazon, but why not shop at Amazon and support the sports gambling podcast? All you have to do is log into sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Amazon. Bookmark that link and use it every time you shop at Amazon to support the podcast today. Let it ride. Yes. Yes. Woo. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. My name is Colby Dant, AKA the database and in studio. Well, no one. I got the major mud actually in studio with his big ass ears. Don't forget major mud did have the Virginia Cavaliers winning it all in college basketball. He came through with his projection. And boom, look at him. That's why you should listen to Major Mud's picks. He's clearly thinking about his. But welcome. Hope you guys are doing good. Patty C had some prior gauges. Well, he was uh well, we make a long story short, I had a show, a comedy show, trying to throw it all together. It just didn't work out. But you're still getting a dosage of the college experience. Um what else do I start? Let's start with this and they're off. Oh yeah. That's my horse racing fucking uh, voice. That's my horse racing voice. We got the Kentucky Derby this weekend, guys, the Kentucky Derby mixed with some NHL, some NFL or not NFL, some NHL, some NBA playoffs. We will cover them all here. I don't want to touch on college lacrosse and college baseball twice within one week. I'll space it out for you guys got some negative feedback there, but Hey, we also got some good feedback on the baseball tip. I don't know that. I think I got one positive, uh, <laughs> maybe two on the lacrosse tip. That's the thing though. Lacrosse only hit a, that it's like the Northeast. There's like six States that it's really actually a sport and it barely even registers there in those sports or in those States. I mean, uh, Kentucky Derby talk. All right. I got the odds right here, courtesy of mybookie.ag. And uh, look, got a lot of horses in this thing. <laughs> I don't know shit about horse racing. I got an older brother that does. Didn't even didn't even contact him because I knew he was busy. But I got a couple projections here. First off, you want to sprinkle a little money on a little long shot? What about long range toddy? I drink a hot toddy occasionally. Don't make fun of me. Occasionally I'll drink a hot toddy. Long range toddies at plus 4,500. Probably no way he's going to win this thing, but I say sprinkle, sprinkle just a tiny bit, tiny bit out there for my real pick though. My real pick is I like roadster plus 450. I know he's one of the more favorites to win it, but I like roadster. You know what I mean? Um, 
look, you got these other horses. Let's just go through war. Will I, a lot of horse racing. I feel like you got to just trust the names. You know what I mean? Unless you got California Chrome. that's winning like 75 fucking races in a row. Look, you got war of will. Yeah. Look, that's, that's not flashy. That's I'm just not liking it. I will say this is a, this is a good name. Tax tax at plus 2,200. Not a bad option. Simple. Keeping it simple. Like naming a horse, Al, you know what I mean? Or Ed. Okay. Then you go down a little bit further. You got by my standards. Well, by my standards, not, it's not bad. It's not a bad name. His standards are going to be shit though. He's plus 1500. He's not going to win. All right. So his standards are shit. Go down one. You got the gray magician. Okay. Gray magician. Hey, I don't know what the, there's gotta be a backstory there, right? What the horse? I don't know. The owner's wife fucked the gray magi- magician. I don't know what happened, but that's all right. That's all right. This one's terrible. This is uh, improbable. I'm going to say improbable. He's not going to win this thing just on the, the sheer shittiness of his name. All right. Then we got what? Vacoma. What the fuck does that mean? What does a Vacoma mean? Let me, let me try to look this thing up. Vacoma. Vacoma definition. All right. Vacoma, right? Uh, whoa. What the hell am I fucking checking out here? I don't think there is. A, I don't even think it is a word. I got Vacoma rides. Manufacturing is a Dutch amusement ride manufacturer. Vacoma is an abbreviation of Ved Koning uh, Machine Fabric. It was established in 1926 by Hendrik Opet. Veld, I'm butchering all this. Since the 1970s, they have manufactured amusement rides. So, Vacoma, he's a fucking circus horse. You know what I mean? He's out there doing little backflips and hitting the fucking balls and shit and jumping over those little fucking things. He's not going to win. He's plus 2,200. Just going to delete Vacoma. Next up, you got maximum security. Look. That's all right, I guess, but it's kind of obvious. Maximum security. Come on. What's going on here? Fuck's going on here. You got, then you got, uh, to see, to see this or what is this? To see this? To see this? Am I fucking butchering this name too? I can't fucking read. I've had a few cocktails guys to see this. I'm going to look this thing up, make sure I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, to see this. Look, he's considered to be uh, one of the greatest uh, Roman historians. Uh, I'm not going to pick this guy. He's just full of shit. All right. uh, Next up, we got uh, plus Q. What the fuck? I don't know any of this shit. Plus Q. All right. Plus Q. What is this? Parfait? Parfait? Am I butchering this too? I can't fucking read. Fuck horse racing, all right? Plus Q. Oh man, how do you pronounce this shit? How the fuck do you pronounce this shit? I'm Googling right now the pronunciation. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm fucking retarded. Look, we're drinking right now. Don't take this horse because he makes it fucking confusing. He's a fucking loser from birth. All right, next up you got... um, 
cutting humor. I'll be cutting humor at uh, at the Pikey later tonight. <laughs> uh, that plus four hundred, plus forty five hundred, which means uh, they'll probably be as good as my set, which is going to be complete shit. All right, next up you got Heichel. Look, I know Josh Heupel won uh, Central Florida a bunch of uh, games last year, but don't take Heichel. Then you got Code of Honor. Jesus, what are with these fucking names, all right? The Code of Honor is to not bet on this horse. Plus 1,200. Sounds terrible. All right, this is a good one. All right, win, win, win. They're not, they haven't been very creative this year as opposed to year, previous years. Win, 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 plus uh, 2,000. Got to love the name. Keep it as simple. I'm all on board on this one. Win, win, win to place. All right. Next down, you got Master Fencer. What the fuck is this name? All right. I, how about I'm just going to call this horse Felton Spencer. All right. Because he's probably a fat piece of shit lottery pick. I'm joking. Felton Spencer's probably a nice guy. But I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Then you got game winner Roadster, which I like Roadster. He's a roadie. You know what I mean? Give it up for the, uh, you know, like roadies in a band, you know? I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, guys. Long Range Toddy, which I told you about. Spinoff, which, uh, look, these names are fucking terrible. I'm done. I'm done. I'll put it like that. I'm not going to read the rest of these fucking horses. There's like 30 fucking horses in this thing. I'm going to make the prediction that Roadster plus 450 Roadster comes through. And if you want to just sprinkle a tiny bit of long range toddy or win, 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 fuck it. It's just, their odds are so good. Just a place, just a place. Throw that shit up in there. Throw that dick up in the air. Speaking of throwing dicks up in the air, <laughs> I'm going to throw my dick up in the air a little bit on college football. Win totals. Those episodes come in soon. I went five and O oh on my five locks for win totals over and under last year. That will be coming soon. But before that, we're going to go week by week, me and Patty C starting this Sunday night, we will project records and go through every team on the college football division one FBS schedule. Whoo. These solo podcasts, man. All right. What are we going to talk about? Are you guys going to watch uh, Kentucky Derby? Get yourself a little mint julep. Here's the worst thing about Kentucky Derby is it's only lasts for like 30 seconds. You know what I mean? It's like you wait all day. Here you see all these people present their fucking horses in these crazy ass uniforms. Is Ric Flair still managing? There's one guy that looks like Ric Flair. I still watch this thing. Well, let's be honest. It's kind of an overrated sporting event. All right. I'm just going to say that it's an overrated fucking sporting event. Now, what do we move on to now? The NBA and NHL playoffs. Let's see how my projections are looking. But look, what happened tonight? You had the Portland Trailblazers grabbing the dub, tying it up against the Denver Nuggets. Look, I want the Blazers to win this thing. I think they're going to win this thing. I got the Blazers in six, maybe seven. But um, this series isn't going to really fucking matter. It's got to be the, le- the least watched television or series out of all of them on television. Mainly because we know that both of them would probably not stand a chance against the Warriors or the Rockets. Now, with that said, the Warriors did win game two last night. I have the Warriors winning in six or seven, I think I said. 
It's looking a little weird right now, up 2-0, but I think the Rockets might just win the next two and tie it up and go and and take this series the distance, but we'll see. The Milwaukee Bucks, Patty C's Milwaukee Bucks, well, it started off as his Milwaukee Bucks, then he switched to the Toronto Raptors, but the Bucks came through with a nice 21-point win over the Celtics, which I expected them to, to, to win heavy in game two. I still like the Celtics to get the next two. I think the Celtics are going to go up 3-1. And then uh, Milwaukee might get the other one. And then the Celtics were end, will end it out in six, maybe seven, but I like six. Uh, what else do we got going? The Sixers Raptors are tied at one, one. Um, I think that's going to series. That's going to go seven games. I'm going to make that prediction right now. It's going to go seven games. And uh, yeah. And that leaves us with the NHL action. I mean, right now, back to NBA. Right now, I'm looking pretty good with the Celtics and the Warriors. Still, I'm not panicking yet. I'm looking good with the Warriors. Celtics are one-one. They have they stole home court. I'm liking it. I'm feeling like a genius over here, especially after my NFL draft projections and, uh, like I said, throwing my dick in the air on the. Look, I'm just bragging to you guys now. I'm gonna fucking turn into one of these hotlines on late night television back in the '90s. It's like. You boat, you go with one eight hundred Cole BD because I'm the fucking best here. I make picks, college basketball. My, pick my three pick winner every Saturday. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, guys. All right, look, hockey starting to get a little starting to get a little scared about old Tom Dondon. Tom Dondon and his fucking Carolina Hurricane are up three nothing on the Islanders. What the hell is happening? <sighs> and to make things worse. The Dallas Stars beat the St. Louis Blues. Now, the St. Louis Blues do have home ice. The series is tied 2-2. It's looking like it's going to go 7. What the hell has happened with the Islanders? You motherfuckers. All right. Now, I am freaking out a little bit on the East, too. Like Boston is down 2-1 to to the Blue Jackets, and the next game is in Columbus. Boston's got to get that one if they want to really play this out correctly. I got the Bruins playing the the blues in the Stanley cup finals. So I'm, I'm a little, it's getting a little uh, hairy over there. All right. Then you got the sharks beating the avalanche right now, two to one. I do have the sharks winning that series in six. I like the sharks to get that done, but uh, right now I'm still alive in both of my, with my original projections, but um, we'll see. We'll see how this works out. Um, NFL draft. We tipped the, we, we talked on the NFL draft last week and uh, we forgot to mention, let me pull up the old NFL draft. Some of the better drafts. I'm going to just run through. I know this is a little late, but I'm saying some of the better drafts. I thought the Steelers don't tell Patty. See this. I thought the Steelers had a great draft. Um, They got who they get. They got uh, the, the linebacker from Michigan where the fuck did they get late? They got some players I liked late. Give me a second. I'm pulling this thing up. But I want to tell you guys that the college experience on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is brought to you by MyBookie. Sign up over at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code SGP50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. They got a motto over there. You play, you win, you get paid over at MyBookie.ag. Dude, with everything going on right now, guys, come on. You can bet on like 30 fucking sports right now. 
big events this weekend. You, you fucking put $10 in the jar. You get five back. If you go to mybookie.ag. boom, you put $50 in the jar, you get 25 back. Boom. So you got to do it. You got to do it guys. Um, where the hell is this NFL draft? Yeah. I thought the Pittsburgh Steelers had a great draft. Thought the Patriots had a solid draft. I thought the, yeah. So the Steelers got Devin Bush in the first round, which I thought was a decent, or actually I thought it fits perfectly. I projected that one. And, uh, he's going to fit perfect. They even traded up with Denver to get him at 10. Love that pick for him. Fits the system perfectly. And in the second round, who do the Steelers get? They got uh third round. They got Deontay Johnson wide receiver Toledo, who I liked a lot in college, by the way, Toledo had three monster wideouts last year. Who else did they get? They got Justin Lane, cornerback, Michigan state, who I had projected as a late first rounder. They got him in the third. That's a great draft pick. That's a great fucking draft pick. And then they got Sutton Smith, who I love that Northern Illinois defensive lineman. They got Benny Snell Jr. too. I mean, this was a fucking money draft for the Steelers. Even Zach Gentry late in the fifth. Talk about a money draft. I thought the Steelers won the draft right. Sutton Smith, six round draft pick. Sutton Smith. I mean, that's even that's not a bad fucking pick. Yeah, a little undersized. We'll see how he he, he does it in the in the, uh, in the pros. But I could see the Steelers utilizing his talents correctly there. I think they had a, they're probably the best draft that stood out to me the most out of all the teams. And I don't like the Steelers, but I'm saying they had a great fucking draft. Okay, what else to talk about? I got some Twitter questions. Twitter questions, guys. Um. Here we go. Where the hell is this? I know it's a, it's our guy. Uh, where the fuck is this? Dude, what's up with the Sonic the Hedgehog movie coming out? Look, I love Jim Carrey. Actually, this is what they need to start thinking about there. Jim Carrey needs to start thinking about his. Sonic the Hedgehog's been fucking dead for like 20 years, right? What, do kids still play Sonic the Hedgehog? I don't think they do. So they're going back, what, 25 years to something that I don't, I mean... Any of the grownups aren't going to go fucking watch that. I'm just confused. I'm very confused. Any Jim Carrey, I love Jim Carrey, but he doesn't look anything like that fucking guy who was the villain in the Sonic the Hedgehogs. I, I watched that preview. It's got no plot. What the fuck is happening? How is that a movie right now? What's next? You're going to do a, a, a movie on, uh, you know, Kid Icarus or fucking, they should do Contra the movie, actually. They should really fucking do Contra the movie. But what the hell was that? Sorry. I saw that preview today and I was thinking, what the fuck is this? Um, but a tweet coming in from our guy. Hell of a, hell of a fan of the show. Alan Cooley. Alan Cooley. Uh, he's asking, well, this is just retarded. This is just retarded because he quotes Brad Powers. Brad Powers, you may be a nice guy, but you're absolutely fucking terrible. Brad Powers does, he released his top 10 toughest schedules in college football, and he has seven of the 10 being SEC teams. 
It's so funny to me. I mean, it's so jaded. Look, Alan, this is how we break it down here. All right. These teams probably play a few hard teams, but once again, you play eight conference games, not nine. So that means you can prop up one more bowl team. Because And another thing is, at a conference, you guys schedule shit normally. The SEC, that is, right? Just like the ACC. But here's the deal. If you get six wins, you're bowl eligible. So by you playing four shitty, or maybe three and a half or whatever, because you never even play a true road game out of of the conference. Just like, uh, okay, Auburn's playing Oregon this year. You're saying, oh, it's a tough game. Well, not really. Oregon has to go all the way across the country, play Auburn in Texas. Is that really a home game? What about Alabama? Alabama can't even go at Duke. They got to play in Atlanta. That's pretty much a home game for Alabama. That's bullshit. It's just bullshit. So you're getting basically four out of conference games win or one. And then when you play a schedule like this, even South Carolina, who I knew, I think had one of the harder schedules in the sec this year, but they still play in the sec East. Now, granted, I think they do get Clemson. Obviously they, that makes it a little harder for them as opposed to the rest of the sec, like Kentucky who gets Louisville or, you know, like Florida, who's gotten Florida state recently and Florida state's been awful for a few years now. So South Carolina, yes, you have a hard schedule this year for the sec, but you cannot convince me with an eight game schedule, a conference schedule that you even sniff the top. I mean, I don't know how many times I have to say this guys compare that to Stanford schedule, compare that to USC schedule, compare that to Michigan schedule, compare that to UCLA schedule. I mean, you pull up Stanford schedule. It's just look, let me pull it up. I'll pull it up right now. It's not comparable. It's really not comparable. So this guy, uh, look, I know he may be thinking like, okay, cause I know, uh, I know South Carolina does essentially have Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, and A&M on their schedule and Florida. That's five really tough games, right? That is five really tough games. There's no denying that, but they also play uh, Charleston Southern and FCS school. That was fucking awful last year. All right. That doesn't count. That's that shouldn't even be on your schedule. It's pathetic. You're also playing North Carolina and I, yeah. Okay. They won like two games last year, North Carolina. Yeah. Mac Brown's there, but he, this isn't going to just happen overnight. You also get him we, the first game. Come on. He's, they're talking about starting a freshman quarterback. That's not a caliber. That's not a good win. Yeah. It's a power five. I give you a little bit of credit because they South Carolina does have 10 power fives on their schedule, which is normally a lot more than a, uh, a lot of the sec teams like Arkansas. Who's only got eight. Um, so Yes, I'm going to give them credit, but look at this. Stanford goes, Stanford plays, what is this? They play fucking 10 power fives, essentially. Okay, look at Stanford. Home to Northwestern, at USC, at Central Florida, home to Oregon, at Oregon State, which, by the way, people laugh at that. Oregon State's fucking terrible. Corvallis is a dangerous place to play. It's not at Rutgers. This is not at Kansas. You bring your, your B game to Corvallis, they can fuck you up. Even with them being terrible the past two years, it's only been two years. This team was very good. Not that long ago. Then they're home to Washington. Then they get a bye week Then they're home to UCLA. Then they're home to Arizona. Then they're at Colorado. Then they're at Washington state. Then they're home to Cal. Then they're home to Notre Dame guys. This schedule is ridiculous. And uh, let me explain why it's harder than 
than uh, South Carolina's. Now, look, South Carolina, yeah, South Carolina's probably, it's more front-loaded, all right? If you got Tier 5 teams or Tier 1 teams, are we, okay, South Carolina probably has them beat because Tier 1 teams, South Carolina has to play Georgia, that's a Tier 1 team. Alabama, that's a Tier 1 team. Clemson, that's a Tier 1 team. That's three Tier 1 teams. And and you could and you and tier two teams, I would say Florida and A and M are right there, right? That's five, uh, you know, big time games. No denying that. No fucking denying that. Stanford though has every single week a test that is at least decent enough to beat you. They don't have any bye weeks like Charleston Southern. You know what I mean? I know South Carolina's got App State, but people forget once again App State lost their entire coaching staff, lost some veterans on that team. Jalen Moore is gone. I expect App State to take a step back. So kudos for them to scheduling App State. They couldn't have known that. I do think South Carolina really gave them a, a cha- gave themselves a challenging schedule, probably the most out of the SEC, considering they're in the East. I still think like Auburn's schedule is probably harder because they're in the West or, or LSU some, or some. I'll go through them. I have them ranked, but we'll get to that on, on another episode. But Stanford pretty much has 10 or 12 games that they could lose all 12. I mean, not like they're not going to lose all 12, but I'm saying is that they have 12 games against 12 good opponents that are decent enough to beat you any, any, any given Saturday. That's why I argue that it is much, much, much harder. They have only two. You could say, yeah, they only have two tier one uh, opponents to me, which would be Notre Dame and Washington. But and how about at central Florida going across the country? That's a tier one game. They're 25 and one in the past two years. How about home to Northwestern? Northwestern's won 10 games the past two years, both years, both years. They won 10 games. They, they won the big 10 West last year. You cannot tell me. And this is the argument I've been saying forever is that in college football, first off college football and college basketball road games is when you find out about your team. Road games, not neutral site games, road football games, right? That's the hardest thing to do with kids 18 to 22. I don't care what the fuck sport you're playing. That is the hardest thing to do. And then to me, it's consistency. Consistency is the biggest issue. So if you can, if you can only have to get up for five or six games and kind of push through the other ones, then I think that's a gigantic advantage. Alabama does a great, great job of, of spreading out their schedule. I mean, they don't play very good teams, really. It's that simple. Like, they always get a bye week before their big games, just like South Carolina gets their bye week before Georgia and their bye week before Clemson. And that's an advantage. That should account for something. That should make the schedule weaker. And when you look at Stanford's, how about this? Stanford plays back-to-back away games at USC and at Central Florida. There's no bye week there. There's no bye week there. So you're talking, I mean, if you look at this, you're talking, okay, Northwestern's won 20 football games in two years. Okay, USC had a bad year last year. That's not going to happen based on how much talent they have. They also schedule harder than probably anybody in the country. And I hate USC. But at USC, USC won the Rose Bowl two years ago, right? Right? Was that two years ago? It was two years ago, right? Then they go at Central Florida, who's only 25 and one over the past uh, two years. So, but two away games in a row back to back. And then later in the year, they go at Colorado and at Washington state back to back. So that's pretty ridiculous there. Now Stanford only plays five away games. to South Carolina's four, right? 
but South Carolina does not play back-to-back away games the entire season, the entire season. So boom, that's, that's all I got to say right there about that. Now you pull up like USC schedule USC schedule. You could probably argue is even harder than Stanford's. You could make a very, very valid point because of who they play on the road. USC plays home to Fresno state who only won 12 games last year. Fresno state's a beast. Tedford's got them rolling. Yeah. They lost their quarterback, but I still think they're going to be money this year. Then they're home to Stanford. Oh, Stanford just been in a bowl game every year for like the past 10 years, 12 years, whatever the fuck. Then they're at BYU at BYU. That's a sneaky game because the elevation, that's a sneaky game. Ask Mississippi state. The last time they played at BYU Ask Texas, the last time they played at BYU, these teams lose at BYU, Michigan state. The last time they played BYU lost. All right. That's a challenging game. It's a That will be a sellout. That place will be rocking. And yes, they have to go on the road. Elevation, you know, that shit matters. And they're home to Utah, who's projected to actually win the South from every publication I've read so far. Then they're at Washington. That's ridiculous. They're at Washington. USC, by the way, only has one bye week the whole season, as opposed to the three that South Carolina has, because I include Charleston Southern as a bye week. After Washington, they get a bye week. USC does. And then they're at Notre Dame. So they basically, yeah, they get a bye week for that, but they're on the road coming back from Seattle. Then they got a couple days off. Then they got to go to South Bend. But after South Bend, they come home and play Arizona. Then they're at Colorado. Once again, elevation factor, right? Then they're home to Oregon. Then they're at Arizona state. Then they're at California and then they're home to UCLA guys. One, two, three, four, five, six away games, two more away games in South Carolina, two less bye weeks and everybody on their schedule is, is a team that could pose a threat to them. Every single team, every single team could be on, on their best day can beat you. And I don't care. I'm talking for any team in the country, any team in the country, you go into the, the, you know, you go play, even if it's shitty UCLA, UCLA has got talent. They got enough talent that on the right day, they can beat you. There's no gimmies, no fucking gimmies. That is a harder schedule than South Carolina's. And I could go on and on and on. Um, I mean, you could look at UCLA's. I know I'm only chosen Pac-10 teams right now or Pac-12 teams, but I'm saying that's because they schedule crazy. They're never going to make the college football playoffs strictly because of how crazy they schedule. I mean, I could pull up Michigan's in a little bit. I got to go through the big 12s also, but um, okay. Look at UCLA's at Cincinnati home to San Diego state home to Oklahoma at Washington state at Arizona home to Oregon state. Then they're on by at Stanford home to Arizona state home to Colorado. Then a buy at Utah and at USC back to back. That's brutal home to California. That's their season. So once again, you look at the schedule, Cincinnati won, I think 10 or 11 games last year. San Diego state's five and one against the pac 12 of the last six games. San Diego state hard nosed team. Love their coach. Love the way they run their team. Uh, San Diego state is, I think they only won like eight games last year, but the years prior, they won double digits. They had some injuries last year. Um, Their quarterback got knocked out for a while. Oklahoma's Oklahoma. Look, but once again, if we want to play this game, guys, one, two, three, four, five, six away games. So they're playing two 
more away games in South Carolina and they don't have the bye weeks that they do. It's so obvious. Now you could say, yes, South Carolina probably plays more tier one teams. That is true. What UCLA or USC plays a couple. They get at Washington at Notre Dame. Those are tier one games, but there is not as many, right? But I mean, UCLA gets Oklahoma. That's a tier one game. They do avoid Washington, which is good. But here's another thing is you don't factor in that extra cross conference game. That's huge. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, just a game at Utah or something where like, it's incredibly hard. Well, I know that's not cross division, but at, okay. At Stanford, which I think they play Stanford. Okay. This is their other one at Stanford at Washington state. Like that's going to Pullman. If you're a team in good weather, and you got to go up to Pullman, Washington. Have fun with that one. That is a much harder schedule, in my opinion. Now, yes, Tier 1, South Carolina has more Tier 1 games, but they also have, like, a bunch more bye weeks. You figure it out from there. And also, come on, don't let's not act like Vanderbilt and Tennessee are good teams right now. I think Vandy made a bowl game, but they, they're not very good. Tennessee has been shit for years. Uh, Kentucky had an amazing year last year. I'm eager to see if they can sustain that. I, I have my doubts on that. Uh, Missouri, I am Missouri's a team. It's hard to get a read on. I will say this though. Playing at Missouri is a challenging game. Even the playing at Tennessee is a challenging game, but Tennessee still kind of sucks. They've been pretty shitty. They almost lost to UMass at home. I think what, last year, or the year before I got my doubts. I got my doubts on this schedule though, but yes, obviously at Florida, that's always going to be a tough game. I don't know if they're at Florida this year, if they're home, I don't have the schedule in front of me. But I could go through and name a lot. But yes, kudos to South Carolina, though, for scheduling uh, Appalachian State. It's a shame that it's not going to work out as far as I wish Satterfield would be there. I wish, you know, Jalen Moore was back, but they don't have those guys. Now, why did they play North Carolina and Charlotte? They should, can they just, if I, can they just do a home and home or maybe just play every year in Charlotte then? If you want to play North Carolina, play them every year. That's one of the worst. That's a game at Oregon State is much harder to me than a neutral site game against uh, North Carolina and Charlotte. I'm on the record saying that. Hold me to it. This is the college experience, guys. Um, I'll go through a few more schedules, but before I want to do, before I tell you that, I want to tell you guys that I know you guys are already probably shopping at Amazon. So why not? support the podcast. Say you want to get yourself a nice, uh, you know, nice, uh, new, uh, new vacuum. You know, the woman's giving you a hard time around the house saying, Oh, you don't even have your clean shit up. You want to get one of those vacuums that kind of just rolls around the house wireless and just fucking is a big circle and goes around. I don't know what the fuck they're called. Well then why not order at Amazon? All right. But check this out. If you go, why not support the podcast while ordering it through Amazon? Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Amazon. Bookmark that link. And every time you shop, we get credit for that, guys. We get a bonus for that. You help the podcast. And we're not getting any money from that, but we get it's credit. Come on. Come on. Come on. Listen to my money talk. All right. What the fuck am I talking about? These solo podcasts are absolutely fucking wild. Um, what was I talking about? College football scheduling. Yeah. I mean, look, you could pull up Michigan's and I think Michigan's 
here, let me just let me just look at South Carolina's real quick. I'm just going to break down your little Gamecocks because uh, that was the first one they said. I think I would argue that Auburn's is harder than South Carolina's, but okay, South Carolina's got a neutral site game against North Carolina. I don't consider that a very hard game. Then they're home to Charleston Southern. That's a bye week. They get a bye week before playing Alabama at home. That's a tough draw, grabbing them from the West. That's bad luck. And then they follow that up with at Missouri, which will probably be a loss because at Missouri is kind of a strange little place. I feel like it's a harder away game than a lot of people realize. Then they're home to Kentucky. I'm not buying in on this Kentucky going to be good. Multiple years. They lost a ton. Benny Snell, Allen. I could name a few others. Then they get a bye week before at Georgia. That's an incredibly tough game. And this is their hardest stretch of the season, by the way, because they go at Georgia. And then the next week they're home to Florida. That's a brutal two game stretch. There's no denying that. Although I don't think Florida is as good as some people have them. I want to see more from Mullen because losing in the swamp big to Missouri and losing in the swamp to, uh, to, to uh, Kentucky last year. I know that was early on. So I, I think Mullen's a great hire, but I want to see more before I just sit there and say, Oh, they're back. So, but it's still an incredibly tough two game stretch. Even if it's, even if it's mediocre, Mullen, even if it's Mississippi state Mullen, that's a tough two game stretch. Then they're at Tennessee, which yeah, Tennessee's got a live fan base, but Tennessee has been dog shit lately. So I don't value that one that much. Then they're home to Vanderbilt, which I still don't give once again, they're decent. I think if Vanderbilt had to play a, uh, a nine conference game schedule, they would never be bowling. And then they're home to app state, which who knows how they'll be at this point. At least app state gets them late in the year so they can experience, you know, their team with their coach. But I'm a skeptic on how good they'll be this year with this coach there. I, I just need to see more. Then they're at a and Then they get a bye week and home to Clemson. This is a tough schedule. I'm not going to deny that for the sec. It's a tough schedule. But they do get three, count them, three bye weeks, essentially, by getting Charleston Southern before Bama, bye week before Georgia, bye week before Clemson. That is why it's not as easy of a schedule as USC's or, or all the other ones I've named. Another thing that I would like to make a point of is when you play those hard teams, yeah. How come when you look at these teams throughout history of, of late, it's never the loss that everyone thinks it is. It's never the Clemson loss to A&M or the Clemson loss to Auburn. No, it's Clemson's loss to Syracuse. It's Clemson's loss to Pittsburgh. It's Alabama. No, they didn't lose to LSU. They lost to Ole Miss for like a couple years in a row, right? It's never the team you think it is, which is why I argue that playing a more power fives, but yes, one more conference game is a gigantic disadvantage for the, for the big 10, the big 12 and the pac 12 playing one more home and or, or away game at one of your own teams or, or, you know, against one, one team that studies you and knows you very well is a fucking gigantic difference. Gigantic difference. You go back to, and you, we can, you can go back to all the teams that have played in, in these things. You know what I mean? Like uh, in the playoffs or in other you know, the BCS, you can go back and find, but I remember uh, during the Matt Leinart years at USC when they were fucking dominant for some reason at Oregon state always gave them shit. Oregon state could be like five and seven, but it would be the hardest fucking game of the year for them. For some reason, something about that game, Oregon state would test that fucking team. Now 
this is my point, guys. And that's why I also say that Notre Dame has a little bit of an advantage because Notre Dame only plays three teams, the same three teams every year, and that's normally Navy, Stanford, and USC. So I think they're at an advantage by not having to play a championship game, obviously, and also not having to play teams year in, year out. Look at the, oh, by the way, you want to pull up others? How about Ohio State against Michigan State? Oh, how about Ohio State against Iowa? How about Michigan against Iowa? Michigan was about to be in the, the playoffs and they lost at Iowa. Those are games that are or Ohio State last year to Purdue. You notice Ohio State smoked Michigan. You notice Ohio State beat TCU by, by a bunch or came back and beat TCU. They lost the game to Purdue. There's always one on the schedule that they, uh, uh, that's a conference foe that can fuck them up. The same would happen if the ICC added or the ACC added a ninth game. I mean, they still happen in the, AC, in the ACC and SEC now. Imagine one more tough game, right? And, and imagine not playing an FCS. Like most of the Big Ten and, and the Big 12 and Pac-12, they don't even play an FCS. I think ha- like half of them, I posted an article a lot of the teams don't even play in FCS at all. And here's another thing. The SEC is known to schedule terrible FCS teams. You never see them schedule James Madison. You never see them schedule a Sam Houston State. You never see them schedule an Eastern Washington. You never see them schedule uh, Delaware, Richmond. You never see them schedule these teams. And that is why it's a bunch of shit. Whew. I'm rattling off gibberish here. But that's my angle, guys. It has nothing to do with me disliking certain teams either. It's just, I mean, you pull up certain team schedules and you look and you're like, dude, there's an advantage. Yes, it's harder to win against Georgia than it is against Arizona. But here's the deal. If you have to go every single week against a team that is decent and recruiting very well or like good enough, I'm saying like they're a power five school. Like Arizona's got Khalil Tate. He's a quarterback. You don't, you bring your B game. That's a loss, Right. That's a fucking loss. And that does in a lot of like, like Alabama plays like New Mexico state. (laughs) Don't get me started. Don't get me started guys. This is the college experience. Uh, the, but you better start thinking about your segment. I, I said this a minute ago, Jim Carrey, you better start thinking about yours. What the fuck is that Sonic movie? What is that? Huh? What's going on? They should do uh what's a, what's another, what's another classic video game. They should do a fucking movie of, I don't know, mutant league football. They should do a mutant league football movie and they'll fucking put the rock in it. Cause he's in every fucking action movie these days, every sports action movie, whatever they put the rock in. What the hell am I talking about? You better start thinking about yours. How about the New York Islanders? What the fuck? You were the favorites to win this series. And you're down three Oh, to the hurricane and Tom Dondon. I hate you, New York Islanders. If you get, don't get your shit together, you're basically done three. I mean, I guess in hockey, you're not truly done, but I think they're fucking done. You need to start thinking about yours, New York Islanders. Huh? What else? I can't, I'm excited to talk week one, week zero and week one college football come Sunday with Patty C. Yes, yes, yes. Guys, if you can uh, follow us on, uh, t- well, follow us. If you can write us a nice iTunes review. I got some great compliments on, on the last podcast on Twitter. They sent us good reviews. But I'm like, hey, can we just do a nice iTunes review? I'm, I'm grateful for all the listeners. But if you could please give us a iTunes review, it's even better. It really helps us. 
You can find us on iTunes if you go to the search engine of the iTunes. Type in Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are the college experience. Or if you're real swift, you can go to www.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We got everything there. We got articles on all different kinds of sports, gambling advice and all different kinds of sports. We got merchandise, but the main reason why I tell you to go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com is you can click on the iTunes link. Say you don't have an iPhone. Well, then you don't have an excuse. Say you don't have a MacBook Pro. You don't have an excuse. You can just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, click iTunes, and it feeds you right into where you can write a great review about us. You can find us on Twitter at the, or no, at SGP network. You can find Patty C on Twitter at Patty C831. You can find me on Twitter at the Colby D. This is the college experience guys. Looking forward to Sunday night show. where We go through college football week one. And we have. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Your home is more connected than ever. So when one kid is schooling the competition, got it. the other is getting schooled. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And you're streaming a webinar for work and the latest episode of your favorite show at the same time. Shh. Your Wi-Fi needs to be able to handle it. That's why Xfinity never stops working to bring you faster, more reliable Wi-Fi. So you can do it all, all at the same time. Xfinity, the future of awesome. Learn more at Xfinity.com.